Welcome into Hanging Out Fantasy. My name is Nick Humphreys. Today I'm hanging out with Tom the Pit Possums, aka Tom the Pit Boss Roth. Welcome in, Rothy boy. Thank you, Commissioner. Pit Boss is right after our last win. Holy uh, thank smokes. you very much. Uh, you know, we're scrappy down there. We're, we're climbing up to the top. We, we're taking all the scraps we can get from you big boys upstairs. But uh, sure. we love we love this time of year. It's a magical time of year. And uh, you know what? Just Merry Christmas to, to you and to the league. You know, we're hoping everybody gets their miracles. But, you know, hey, you got to be scrappy out here these days, wherever you are, whether you're at the bottom of the pit or, or you know, out, out of the pit. You got to be scrappy. Damn, ain't that the truth? And happy holidays to everyone. It is the week of Christmas where it's I can't believe it's already Christmas. But Tom, the pit boss, that was a, an earned nickname after this last week. You had the high score on the whole week with 189.7. So an impressive score. By I think that might be your highest score on the season for a week. It might have been. Well, I don't know. Uh, there was that one week when Mixon had like 60 oh, yeah. points. I think I had 200. You cracked 200. Um, but yeah. a hell of a week for... Um, to go off again because Mike yeah, you know. had a nice week and I will say this I think this win moves you out of danger of losing the league that's what I was wanting because okay I, I do want to have a, a brief uh yeah. a brief recap on the pit rules okay so it's just like it's whoever stays at the at the far bottom right right, right. Is, is, okay. okay so there are three lines when you go in to the playoff bracket to look at it, it's like top, middle, bottom. The bottom line is the danger line. And if you're playing on the bottom line in the third week of the postseason, if then and you lose, right, and you lose that game, then you're last. Okay. Okay. So you could lose the first two games, but then win and you'd be, right. you'd be okay. Correct. So yeah. Okay. But if you win the first game and you're on the second, the first or second line, then you, I believe, you lock yourself out of last place. So that's hey, good that's, for you. That was on our that was on our uh, wish list for Santa Claus, and he came a little early this year, you know. So I think you and Dylan sort of put yourselves like out of harm's way down there. So that's good for you guys. But um, yeah, let's let's look at the rest of the highlights from this week. So you and Mike had the top scoring matchup, and between the two of you, you had 322.28 points. A big one. Yeah. It's definitely up there for for the top scoring matchup on the season. And Mike didn't have, like, a bad week. You just had an amazing week. And uh, so that's how that goes. I already said you had the top individual performance, 189.7. The worst individual performance was Thomas with 114.88, which really is not that bad considering we've yeah, had it's a pretty good week in several, general. I mean, if, right. 114, right? Yeah, I think that's – if that's the worst score on the week, which it is, then, yeah, I would say it's a pretty good week across the board. You like to see it. No buys, of course, this week, but still a lot of injuries and stuff going on. So, yeah, it's a good competitive week. There were we'll look at the top twelve players on the week, fantasy players in our league. 
And we got a couple defenses up there again. The top scoring defense. Well, the top player total was the Colts defense. And they were, I heard there's people getting pissed off about this because, I mean, not necessarily in our league. I just mean in general. Our league, the defenses score more than normal, but in like normal fantasy leagues, the Colts defense had like 33 points, which is still crazy. Yeah. But, what did they finish with with our league? Well, in our league, they finished with 43 points. So okay. pretty good. Damn. <laughs> but the crazy insane. thing is they were winning 33 to nothing at halftime, and then they lost 39 to 36. And it was the biggest comeback in NFL history. But it just amazes me that the Colts defense, like after basically giving up 39 points in the second half, was able to just amass that many defensive points. It's crazy. Yeah, that is pretty crazy. Yeah, because, yeah, they played Minnesota, right? Yeah. Right, they played uh, Minnesota. Exactly. So the the Colts defense – Right after them, Josh Allen, 42.36 points. Right after Josh Allen, Kirk Cousins with 40.1 points. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So that game obviously was a big shootout and resulted in a whole bunch of fantasy players being really good from that game. There are a few more down here in the top 12 that we'll get to. But, yeah, I mean, Kirk Cousins finally coming online and, the first half was terrible, but the second half was some something crazy to see. Like I watched that game, and it was it, it was insane. Their offense was unstoppable in the second half. I don't know how else to explain yeah. it. Obviously, the biggest comeback yeah we were in history. Yeah, yeah, we were watching it before the Browns game came on uh, on Saturday. It was pretty crazy. To see the ending of that game, and then it went into overtime. Yeah, so crazy. Um, after Kirk Cousins on the list, Zay Jones, 300, I'm sorry, not 338.4 points. And Lucas was all hyped up about him. And <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can see why. He had like three touchdowns this week. And Jacksonville's offense is like kind of good. Yeah. What did uh, Luke said something uh, in our little fantasy chat? Either like today or yesterday, like the greatest like pickup ever. He's the best waiver. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the greatest pickup ever. Like okay, okay, Lucas. Yeah. Very excited about him. Pat. Yeah, got to give yourself a little pat yourself on the back. Give yourself a little pat on the back. Yeah, of course. Right. <laughs> uh, after Zay, Jalen Hurts, who is currently questionable, he had thirty. Let me see, thirty-seven point nine points this week. He didn't have like a, an amazing week through the air, but. He got a bunch of points running on the ground, and yeah, the dual threat quarterback, yeah, it's pretty good. Jalen Hurts is probably the best of them that they have in the league right now. Behind him, Patrick Mahomes had 37.24 points. So he did what you would expect Patrick Mahomes to do. And his running back, Jarek McKinnon, had 35.2 points. So right behind yeah. him. And that yeah, is he's a, a pit possum. He is a pit possum. So Tom, you have two. <laughs> you have Kirk Cousins and Jarek McKinnon in the top 12. So that's obviously really good. Jarek McKinnon was like a waiver guy a couple weeks ago, and he had like 
the number one running back performance last week, and he did it again with the number one running back performance this week. So pretty impressive for him. And I, I mean, early in the season, it's it was tough to sort of see what they were going to do with their running backs in Kansas City. But after these last couple of weeks, certainly seems like Jarek McKinnon is becoming like the number one guy there. So we'll see how that trends. After him, Trevor Lawrence, uh, 34 points. And it's not surprising he's up there with his boy Zay Jones. He is currently questionable as well, but we'll see what happens with him. Next up, we have a pair of Minnesota wide receivers. K.J. Osborne, 33.7, and Justin Jefferson, 32.3 points. And K.J. Osborne um, is a free agent, so he can be picked up. I was going to say, who is K.J. Osborne? He's like their number three receiver in Minnesota. Well, maybe maybe number two now because who's your boy, Adam Thielen? He's kind of been falling down a little bit this season. Yeah, he no. Yeah, he's not the same. Um, what he used to be, yeah, yeah, but uh, again, that Colts Minnesota game produced all these fantasy points, and so yeah, two receivers and a quarterback in the top 12 for Minnesota that's crazy. And then, uh, the second defense in the top 12, the Packers defense, they had 31.6 points, and then to round it out, Christian McCaffrey, 31. Point four points and just because i think it's pretty interesting if we were to expand this to the top 15 instead of top 12 dalvin cook is the 15th um (laughs) player on the list with 29.7 points so that would make four minnesota players minnesota offensive players for minnesota in the top 15 this week that is that's just crazy right yeah that is pretty insane. I don't know if I've even seen that this season. I mean, the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, Jarek McKinnon, Zay Jones, and uh, Trevor Lawrence. But you you hardly ever see three, let alone four up there. So that's impressive. I don't know if Minnesota will uh, put up a performance like that again, but I'm hoping Justin Jefferson can at least continue to do what he does. <laughs> so, yeah. Let's take a look at the actual matchups in our league from this week. We'll start down in the pit, Tom, with your buddies down there. Okay. We're going to start with Thomas versus Lucas. Thomas, and I haven't read off the names in a while, so we're just going to remind everybody. Thomas is Giselle's pool boy. And Lucas changed his name this week to Team Y Mark Y. So he's pretty upset with Mark Andrews, who only had six points down there this week for him. So, yeah, not good. Lucas won 146 to Thomas's 114. So really good week for Lucas. Big one. Big one. And it's about time because he's got a bunch of potential down here on his team. And it's like finally he's – remember early in the season just like, Injuries everywhere on his roster. And finally, he has like a full starting lineup. And this is what happens. He's got Joe Burrow, Derrick Henry, 
Zay Jones, uh, Keenan Allen, all those guys had nice performances. And then I guess a bunch of single digits, but it doesn't matter because. Yeah, you get a couple guys who go off, right. you'll be fine, right? Yeah. Yep. Who, who do you want in the trenches at this point in the, in the season, right? You know? I mean, he has solid pieces. Like, obviously, Joe Burrow, Derrick Henry, those guys are top players in the league. And then Zay Jones, I mean, he continues to produce week after week. And then Keenan Allen, he's finally back for him, so that's good. Uh, looking at Thomas's team, he had Jared Goff, Austin Eckler, Cordero Patterson, DK Metcalf, Zeke, and the Bengals defense all had performances right in the teens. And then he had a few single digits after that. So, like, not a terrible-looking week, but obviously nobody had a really amazing week on his team. And so just couldn't keep up with Lucas's big week. But, yeah, it's tough for Thomas. Thomas, the pit boss down there. <laughs> like, what is, what's the mood down in the pit? Like, do you think these guys are scared at all? I, or- I tell you, it's uh, it's tough to see sometimes. I mean, we, we try to get as much mental health outreach as we can down sure. there. But, uh, you know, the resources down there, it's, it's pretty grim. It's pretty dark, you know. We don't even have flashlights. Um, you know, sure. half the time you're just, you're just scrapping uh-huh. around blind. Right. I you mean, know? it's it's brutal so, down there. This was a real ass kicking for Thomas. I mean, he thought maybe he'd get away with one, but no. Lucas whooped him, and that's what happens when you drop down to the pit. Well, when you, you know? don't, when you don't prepare, that you know, this is what happens. You right. Know, when you you got to prepare mentally. You know, when you when you don't watch film, you know, when you don't read the scouting report, this is what happens. These guys, yeah. it's tough to see. It's tough to watch. You know, I've been it there is. before. It is but, ugly you know, to watch. Like you don't want to see a guy like Thomas get beat up like this. I mean, it's brutal. You can only skip so many lessons, and then after that, you just they're just gonna kick you when you're down. I you guess know? that's true. That's true. All right, let's move to the next one. We'll look at uh, your performance versus Mike. This was the highest scoring matchup of the week. Mike had one thirty two point five to your one eighty nine point seven. That's up there for probably top 10 or top 15 high scores on the whole year, Tom. That's pretty good. And uh, we'll start with Mike's team. Not a bad week for Mike, but not amazing. Tom Brady, 20 points. James Conner, 19 points, almost 20. Chris Godwin, 22. Ramondre Stevenson with 30 points. And then after that, a whole bunch of single digits. And for Mike, honestly, it looks pretty bad right now because Jonathan Taylor left the game and is now on IR. So that's really not good for his team. And um, someone's going to have to step up for him. The other thing about it is Mike's team has been propped up by like the Bills defense most of the season, and they're not doing great down the stretch here. Didn't do great this past week. So that's kind of a bummer for his team. But like I said, not a terrible week for Mike overall. You know, just went up against the powerhouse, the pit possums. Yeah. Yeah. You can only do so much against that kind of performance. I mean, us. it's true. You had some some great performances going down. Kirk Cousins, 40 points. Joe Mixon, 11. Not great. But other than your kicker, 
that 11.5 from Mixon is the lowest score in your, in your starting lineup. So that's amazing. Barkley with 25 points. Thielen with 13. Christian Kirk with 15. Jarek McKinnon with 35. Michael Pittman with 19. Raiders defense with 24. So good play. And then Cameron Dicker, the kicker, with six points. <laughs> so those guys yeah, I, I traded I... you, Saquon and Michael Pittman, doing pretty good. Yeah, yeah. No, I think I, I think this is the first week I played Pittman too. I don't think I played him yet. Maybe I have. But uh, and then Jarek McKinnon, yeah, I just started him this week too. So that was a big, big help. Big that was help a smart from, play from those two guys yeah. there against Houston. Yeah, so like I said, I think this was a big win for you and sort of puts you out of harm's way down there at the bottom. Hey, we're just so, glad to be a part of this journey, you know, one step at a time. Sure. Kicking ass, taking names, right? Yep. Yep. Uh, yes, okay, sir. the last matchup from the pit, and this was a good one, Shuey versus Dylan. And this was close, 139 for Shuey to Dylan's 150. And it came down to Monday night. Um, Shuey, he started Dak, who had 22. Tyree Kill, 21. Deontay Johnson, probably his best game of the season with 20 points. So those were Shuey's high scores. Um, Najee Harris, Kenneth Walker. Kenneth Walker got hurt after those 13 points he got. So that's not good for Shuey next week. Um. But the Browns defense did 18.5. That's pretty good. Mike Williams back in the starting lineup, but only 10 points for Mike Williams. So that's kind of a bummer. Hopefully next uh, week he'll be better for Shuey. But the 139, not bad, just not enough to do it against Dylan, who had Jalen Hurts leading his team, Dalvin Cook up there, Aaron Jones, Jalen Waddle, all those guys had 20-plus points. Commander's defense with 13. Amazingly, he had Pat Frymuth in there with zero points on the week. I know. Still he still had 50. An, yeah, 150 points. That's crazy. To have one player get zero points, but then you still score 150 points. I mean. That indicates a strong team. Look at his bench. Yeah. Look at his bench, though. DJ Moore, 18 points on the bench. Jahan Dotson, 22 and a half. Trevor Lawrence, 34 points on the bench. Chuba Hubbard, 10. Like you love to see that if you're Dylan. Yeah, I mean that's that's depth right there, right? That's depth, and hopefully, you know, like I think Dalvin Cook may have come out of the game for a little bit, injured this week, and Dylan's ready. He's got Alexander Madison down there waiting, waiting in the wings to go in. So yeah, his bench is pretty good, and again, I think with this win, Dylan sort of put him put himself out of harm's reach down there in the pit. All right, now let's take a look at the top half of the bracket. We will start with Ungi versus Tyler. I'm sorry. Let's <laughs> Tyler versus Blake. How about that? Blake got his ass kicked 117 to Tyler's 157. And I really thought Blake might have had a chance in this one, but no, Tyler's too fucking good. And 
His projection, Tyler's projection, 155, and his actual score, 157. It's like, it's mm-hmm. spot on. You know, it's it's like that. what it's like what you said on the last pod. I mean, what happens when a tornado comes through a uh, a shitville? I mean, it's going to be messy, right? It's going to be real gonna be fucking real, messy, and it and it was real fucking messy, and that's what it was this week. Yeah, it, a lot of cleanup. Blake had cleanup. Josh Allen, who had forty two point three six points, and then he had DeAndre Swift, who had thirteen, J.K. Dobbins, who had eighteen, Stephon Diggs, who had ten, and everyone else was single digits down there, so not. Not great. On the other side, Tyler had Justin Herbert, who only had 10 points, but the rest of his team was very good. He had Christian McCaffrey with 31 points. Travis Etienne with 17. CeeDee Lamb with 21. Devontae Smith with 19.5. Travis Kelsey with 22.5. Jamar Chase with 19. Chiefs defense with 11.5. Harrison Buckner, four points. But what a week for Tyler. Looking at his bench, A.J. Dillon, 23 points. Brock Purdy, 20 points. Josh Kelly, 11. Broncos defense, 19. Titans defense, 10. So, yeah, got some pieces down there. I mean, his team is fucking loaded. It's just loaded. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting what we got yeah, here. Me and him week. are shaking up next week. <laughs> We're getting in it together, so we'll see. So that's Tyler versus Blake. Um, Blake is going to go to the purgatory. I don't know what else to call it, where he's going to be playing for fifth and sixth seed, or I guess r- final ranking. And I think that's where he landed last season, too like right in that middle area where these last two weeks of the postseason mean nothing for them, basically. The other matchup in the top of the bracket was Colin versus Angi. Colin pulled this one out somehow, 129.66 to Angi's 115.24. And nobody was expecting this from Colin. I mean, what a fucking finish. He... Well, I guess we'll start with Ungi first. He had Deshaun, Nick Chubb, Jamal Williams, Amon Ross St. Brown, DeAndre Hopkins, Garrett Wilson, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Lions defense, Justin Tucker. Lions defense with 24.2 points was the high score for Ungi, which doesn't really bode well, obviously. Everyone else had in the teens or single digits. So not great for him. Yeah. I have a question. Sure. So Nick Chubb and Garrett Wilson receiving or rushing yards, whatever they, uh, Wilson had 98, Chubb had 99. If they had, if they both had 100, would they get more points? If they both broke 100 yards for receiving and rushing? Yes. The 100 yard mark gets you a bonus, I think, for receiving and rushing. Okay. So it wouldn't matter. So it would matter. It would give you, like two or three more points bonus. Okay. I don't know if it would have made the difference for Ungi this week, but it definitely does make a big difference if they break 100 or break 200 even, you get a bonus. Yeah. No, I just I was looking at that uh, when you were going down the list there. For, yeah. Uh, Muskunkus. So then we'll take a look at Collins' winning week. He had Tua 
who had 21 points. Latavius Murray, who had 26 and a half. Packers defense, who had 31 points, and that's really what won it for him. I think that was the Monday night game. Um, Taysom Hill with 12. Leonard Fournette with 12. And then single digits from everyone else, but obviously it doesn't matter. He got to 129, and that was good enough to beat Ungi. So Colin is advancing. The crazy thing is Colin won last season. He finished the regular <laughs> season with an eight and six record. This season he he finished the regular season with seven and seven record. And I mean, he said it himself and on paper, it looked like he had the worst team in the playoffs, if not the whole league going into this week. And somehow he was able to not you think have he's going to do it again. It's making me nervous. It it's, it's making me <laughs> nervous, dude. It's like things things just kind of fall in the right way for for Colin when it comes to fantasy. And so, yeah, he made it into the playoffs, kind of backdoored it in, and I don't know. He got this yeah. win over Ungi, and I, honestly, like just look at these teams. It looks like Ungi's team is better on paper. And and yet this is how it happens. Doesn't always projections don't mean everything. And and uh, yeah, this is the way it happens. So Colin is moving on to the next round. And that brings us to I guess sort of we'll take a look at the brackets moving forward. All right. So looking at this coming week, I guess we will start with the least interesting, which will be, I'll call the, the purgatory of five and six. So Ungi, who was the sixth seed coming into the playoff. Oh, I'm sorry. Ungi, who was the fourth seed coming into the playoffs, is going to play Blake, who was the sixth seed coming into the playoffs. And they're going to play the next two weeks because of the way this is set up. And they're basically fighting for five and six. So that's that's that. It's pretty boring. Lucky for those guys, they don't have to worry about losing. So I think that's important for them. Now, we'll we'll look at the bottom real quick. So, Dylan won. He was on the top line of the pit. He won, so he stays on the top line of the pit. Tom, you were on the second line of the pit, and you won, so you move up one line. So now, yep. in the second week of the postseason, you will be playing Dylan on the top line of the pit, which is a good spot to be. I believe you you cannot make it to the bottom line in these next. Yeah, two. we're seeing we're seeing a little bit of that light. We're yeah, seeing a little bit of the daylight so, out there. Both you guys had no, great performances, like this week and I think it's the week that really needed it. I mean Dylan could have used it last week to get the playoff berth, but that's neither here nor there. It's in the past and we're moving forward from that. So um how do we get to line two here? So line two, Shuey, who was on line one in week one, lost. So he drops a line. And Lucas, who won on line three in week one, moves up one line. 
So they meet each other on line two in week two. Lucas versus Shuey. And then the final game down in the pit for week two will be Thomas versus Mike. And how did that happen? Because Thomas was on the bottom line and he lost. So he stays down there. Mike was on the second line and he lost. So he moved down to the bottom line. So both of those guys are sort of in danger at this point for this week. And then obviously the loser of the middle, like of, of line two will move down next week to play the loser of line three. And that will be for all the marbles, or I guess none of the marbles. You get no marbles if you lose that game. <laughs> you get tomatoes or tomatoes, car probably. washes or something. <laughs> so if it's it came to my attention this weekend, speaking of that, Tom, that I was originally, well, not originally, I was recently planning to eliminate the bar tab from the punishment options came to my attention that we should leave it. It was voted in and as shitty as it is, as much as I wouldn't want to do it. Wait, did we vote that? Did we, did we vote then? It was voted in. It was not voted out. I don't, I don't know if I voted. I didn't cast, I, I didn't cast my ballot. I guess I missed the deadline. Well, it was at the draft, so that might explain why. But we did oh, nominate. I thought you meant. Uh, I thought. Never mind. I thought you did like an impromptu vote uh, over the weekend for punishments to mean? keep it in or to no, keep it no, in no, or not. No, yeah, for no. okay. I was originally going to just use my power as commissioner to eliminate it from contention, like from as a possible punishment. But as I was talking that through at Michael D's over the weekend, came to my attention that. Some people believe that it should be left in as a punishment option. So I'm going to go ahead and just leave it in. And I don't care. I'm not risking my money down there, but I will say it definitely sucks. And if I'm, if I win and I get to pick the punishment, I will be nice and not pick the bar tab, I think. So that's the way I feel about it. But that's that. All right. Moving to the top, the top of the bracket. It's shrinking up here. So, yeah. Did you make a, did you did you make another uh, group chat with the people left in the playoff <laughs> bracket? That I wasn't that me. Was when, that was I thought that, that was, was cute when you made that. You like I didn't make it? it. Colin made that. Oh, was it Colin? And uh, Colin is little... still in the final four, so I guess he might make a new group chat at this point. <laughs> Colin is the lowest seed left in the playoffs and he is the fifth. He was the fifth seed coming into this. So he plays Matt, who is the number one seed in the playoffs this week. I, who is the number two seed, I play Tyler, who's the number three seed. So the twister is coming in to town, but Graham Ganoballs has no balls. So what is Tyler going to pick up? I don't know. Nothing. I think he's going to run yeah. right through me, and it's not even going to affect me. No. So yeah. That's just logical, in my opinion. But, uh, but yeah. So I am very scared this week. Tyler is very fucking good. 
This could be potentially. But you got least... nothing to lose. You don't have any ball. You got no balls. I have no balls. I literally have nothing to lose. So, I mean, I'm really not like, obviously I want to win. I want to win the money, but I can't lose. Like, so I'm okay. The worst thing that happens is I lose this week and I get no money. So, yeah, but I think this. Oh, you're nervous. You're nervous about. Oh, this I'm week. fucking nervous because I want to win, and Tyler is the most dangerous team in the league. I think his team is so good, and the the funny thing is, I think this week has. You can't. Natural. You can't say that. You can't say that going in against against that kid. You can't, you can't say. You can't say that. You gotta. You gotta. You want me you gotta, to posture gotta, up? Posture up yeah. and be confident. You got to come in, come in with something different because because he'll take advantage of that. He's a little, he's like a That's leech. True. That kid. Any he's sign a of weakness and he'll jump. You know. But the the projections between me and Tyler, this has potential to be the highest scoring matchup of the whole year, which is pretty crazy considering it's the playoffs. So high stakes. High potential points, high drama. I mean, this is just all drama. So it's very exciting. You have anything else to add, Tom? You know, I, I think it's gonna be uh it's gonna be a bloodbath out there to say the least, you know. Over a over a weekend that is, you know, a holiday and you know, it's gonna be brutal. Right. It's gonna be brutal. We'll definitely put the red in uh Christmas decoration, you know. <laughs> we'll definitely put the red in Christmas. And uh yeah, I mean it's kind of hard to believe that the season is already winding down. Like we have two weeks left. It just feels like the other day we just fucking drafted and you didn't answer your phone for like <laughs> an hour straight, you know? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah. Fuck me, I should have, yeah. But yeah. don't worry, Tom. You will be here for next draft unless you decide to to sell your team. Oh no, we're not selling. We're not selling. I heard not after this, not after there, this performance. There have I, been I mean, offers to buy teams in our league. Our league is that lucrative and competitive really? at this point. There have been offers like, to purchase people's teams in the league. Who are the who are the buyers? Oh now, Tom, that is Potential buyers. I can, HIPAA. HIPAA. You ever heard of HIPAA, Tom? That's uh, buyer-seller confidentiality. So can't tell you that. Maybe you'll find out. Maybe the person in the league, maybe one of our fellow managers in the league will sell, and you'll see who, who uh, had the highest bid. But until then, I cannot – Give my sources out. I cannot say who it was or anything like that. So, sorry. <laughs> Do you want to know um, another secret that I've been thinking about? Uh, approaching the offseason, I mean, like making a list of things that I potentially want to change about the league this season or this offseason. And I hope you don't take Let's, offense uh, to this, Tom. Considering changing it. the name of the league. Oh yes, we talked about this on Sunday a little bit. Did you? Because yeah, yeah, remember? Oh, what, or no, on Saturday. On or no, on Saturday. On Saturday at Mike D's. Yeah, 
yeah, you brought it up on no on Sunday. Yeah, on Sunday. Um, yeah, when we were on Mike D's, yeah. And what are your thoughts talked... on it? I don't remember talking to you about it. Maybe I was that wasted. <laughs> um, no, I said that I can see what you're saying because I'm in the league now, and it is a little strange that I mean, sure. I don't think it's I don't think That's it's strange. Right. It's I think it's the most inspirational thing you can. Uh, it's the most inspirational name you can give to a sure. league. Uh, to a person, um, to a, to an earth, even, I mean, I, I think it's inspiring. It's, it's a legacy. Uh, but you know, if, if people think they, that the name needs to be changed, we can, you know, we can go my middle name. If you want Schmidt, <laughs> we can go Schmidt. Schmidt. That's a, we can make that the work. Official Schmidt league. I will say this. Nobody has brought it to my attention. I just, had considered it at one point and put it on my list of things to bring to the league to discuss only because, yeah, because it, at first it was funny and a joke because you turned us down. And so of course, after you spurned us, I decided to, uh, you know, as a joke, name the league after you, <laughs> but now that you have broken and you've come over to our side and you've joined and the survived, league, survived the season, survived the pets. I feel like the joke is maybe no longer there, or maybe it is still a joke. And I just, you know, have yet to rediscover the humor in it. I don't know. Uh, you know, I mean, you know, maybe the league's culture is changing a little bit now that, you know, things are shaking up around here with the pit and everything. Less of a you comedy. Know, maybe, maybe it's time. Maybe it's time for a new name. Less of a comedy league and more of a a serious competitive league is what i'm seeing the shift is palpable you know do you see a shift in seriousness among managers i I think so i think there's people from last year who definitely took it more seriously this year and maybe vice versa maybe people fell off maybe it just depends on how you do early on in the season and some people might stop paying attention as much but i personally think there was more more managers were into it this year. And even right now, like people are still playing and fighting. So I don't think anyone's really given up on the league yet. And last year, I think, you know, it was a little bit different. I mean, it was some people's first year playing and stuff. So they were feeling it out. But I think, I think we've kept the atmosphere competitive. And like the fact that we see each other all the time and like we're always talking shit only makes it better. So, right. And we watch football together on the weekend. So it's nice to have more to watch than just like the Browns. So, I don't know. What do you think about the league? It's your first season in the league. Yeah. No, I think it's overall pretty competitive. I mean, like you guys have brought it up in past pods about, uh, you know, like how everyone, like that, there's that middle of the, of the road uh, part of the league where, where like people are like seven, oh, yeah. seven or, or like, you know, whatever, eight and eight, whatever it is. Um, and then, you know, there are a lot of, and then there are a few teams like me that are five and nine, you know? So I think like there is like some amount of competition uh, Parody. At, sure. at various levels, you know? Yeah. Which is good, which is what we want. Obviously not every season. It's going to be everyone. Everyone's tied 
with the same record the whole season. It's not going to work like right, that. Yeah, they're going to be parts of the league that separate from others just because of injuries sure. or shitty draft picks. Um, so, yeah, yeah I'm so, still kicking myself over, you know, choosing Cam Akers, <laughs> drafting Cam Akers. Yeah. Yeah, that sucks. So. But, um, yeah, I think it. I think it's competitive. And this year, the final four, uh, it had two people from the playoffs last year, but then it has two people that didn't make the playoffs last year. Yeah, I was about to ask that. Like, is it the same uh, final four or different? No. Well, um, Colin and myself both made the final four last season. Tyler, he was right in the middle. He either got sixth or seventh, I think. And then Matt was, like, down at the bottom. I was going to say, Matt, I remember hearing that Matt was pretty bad last year. Yeah, yep. He almost lost the league last year. So, and Thomas was one of the best players in the league last year, and he's down at the bottom. So, so yeah, I think that it'll be – we'll do more this offseason, and I think it'll be competitive again next season. But Now, now this is a, maybe a little too far ahead, but okay. – do you change up the competitions for the draft order? Yes. Or do you do? Yeah. Yeah. You have to do different. Well, ones, I right? feel I like guess. we will do competitions like multiple and we'll do like a points system like we did last year. But I think to keep it competitive, you have to switch all events. Like nothing can be repeated because. Yeah. Yeah. That's that gives an edge to anybody who did them, you know, which was all of us, I guess all 12 of us, but. You don't need you, you don't want to know you know you can't know what to expect. You gotta say it's gotta be new, I think, to keep it fair. Right. But yeah. Right. And that'll be something we get into. Before we wrap this thing up, we need to start thinking about um our banquet, the day, the date that might work for our banquet. I'm thinking potentially trying to do it on Super Bowl Sunday. I usually have people to my house on Super Bowl Sunday to watch the game. And it might be too much, but maybe maybe that day or maybe um, the Pro Bowl weekend, like before the Super Bowl, might be easier to, to not need to watch as much. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, start thinking about dates for that because yeah. we want to have um, a good banquet. Yeah. Sundays would be hard for me unless I don't have school on Monday. Um, or, I mean, I could take, I could use a personal day. I, I still, no, we wouldn't want so you to I mean, do that. I couldn't, we can make it on a Saturday. Um, or no, I, I would just tell the school, like, look, this is an emergency. I got a fancy football <laughs> banquet. <Thank you>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> also, banquet, you must wear your league hat. So everybody better locate them. I know it's been a long season. You probably misplaced it already, Tom. I know, I know. All official league functions, you must be in uniform. Yeah. Anyways. Tom, any other uh, things you want to get in here? Hey, uh, just for all you fantasy footballers out there, uh, good luck to you all. Read your scouting report, and uh, don't look too far ahead. Stay focused before, before the holidays, all right? Sure. staying up late looking for Santa Claus and he got a game the next day. We may have got a little ahead of ourselves today at the end of this pod, but you know we're we're excited and we're looking for the future, but still Tom's right. Try to be a little premature every one week at a time. 
one week at a time. Mm. All right. Well, I am Commissioner Humphreys. He is the pit boss, Roth. Thank you for joining us tonight. Uh, Thank you, Commissioner. Peace. Peace. I'll bring the beers. I'll bring the beers.